Hello listeners and welcome once again to another episode of Homeschooling Matters where we talk about matters pertaining to homeschooling as well as the value of homeschooling and as homeschoolers because we spend a lot more time with our children than the average parent who works outside of the home we'll be discussing parenting issues as well. In this particular episode we'll be talking to the people who like the idea of homeschooling, the ones who are interested in homeschooling, but you're currently working and not understanding how possible it can be as a working parent. Do you have to leave your job? Do you have to, you know, what can you do? You want to homeschool, you see the value of it, you've been listening to the podcast, you've been encouraged. How? Wh- what do I do? How do I take it from here? Well, today's guest is my another good friend, Barbara Manswell. Again, Barbara was also a member of the original group, uh, the group that founded the Homeschool Association of Trinidad and Tobago. And so we'll be discussing with her how she does it. Of course, she's going to share from her wealth of experience. She's going to share about her journey. We're going to learn about her family. But she's going to be talking to us more specifically about homeschooling on the go. How is that even possible? Because Barbara works. All right. One of the great things about homeschooling is the fact that we have flexibility. All right. And so... That means that if you have to work and you don't want to leave your job, you love your career, whatever the case may be. I mean, many times the better thing, of course, is to be able to be at home with the children. But if you can't do it, you need the extra money or whatever the case may be. You don't see how it can be possible at this particular time. And I've spoken to many parents like that. They're not seeing how it's possible. I want to do this, but I just can't leave my job. We have debt, whatever the case may be. And you're really anxious to start. You can hear from Barbara exactly how she does it okay so hi barbara how are you good afternoon i'm doing well thank you all right so i know you you're very close to me i love you to pieces but the listeners don't know you so tell us a little bit about yourself and then your family all right i am a mom and a wife of one husband a mom of four children i am a christian and i have been my husband and i have were asked to come to work in a university college in trinidad and we came 17 years ago and we've been here we're all trinidad citizens and uh, we've been homeschooling since we arrived when our eldest was five when we arrived and uh, he is now a university student or he just graduated and he's planning to apply to medical school uh went was homeschooled all the way through and our second one is kavana and she's 20 years old right now and she has um a passion for music and art and so she's studying music education our third child is jadon and he just started this year at university on a football scholarship and is studying business administration. And then our last one is a 16-year-old, Jarek, and he is still being homeschooled uh, to finish high school and then to launch out on his own in university. Wow. Okay, that's that's fantastic. Good on you, good on them. That's really great. Praise God. Wow. So that's 17 years of experience. Yes. That's awesome. Um, yes. So tell us a little bit about your homeschooling journey. When did you start? Well, when we first moved to Trinidad, our eldest had been involved in a Montessori preschool and I really enjoyed a lot of the materials that he was being exposed to and loved the idea of uh, child motivated learning and all of the learning through play and activity. 
And so when we moved to Trinidad, I really had three reasons for starting this homeschool journey. And both my husband and I said, we will homeschool as long as it's working, never dreaming that it would take us all the way through high school. Uh, When we started, the first reason was really we wanted to teach our children from a Christian perspective. And we knew that to do that effectively um, without a huge expense of private school and thus and so, it would have to be through homeschooling. Secondly, my philosophy of education is at the end of the day, I want my children to love learning. And secondly, I want them to know where to go to find material if they need to learn, educate themselves in some way. Absolutely. And thirdly, yes. Thirdly, I understood very quickly that if my children were to go out to school in Trinidad, I was responsible to take them to and from. And very logistically, would I rather spend two hours a day on the road transporting them or would I rather spend that two hours a day educating them? And thus began our journey. Great, great. I mean, just yesterday we were chatting about this, actually, because I know that, I mean, I know all children, but specifically Jarek, the the last child, the one that's at home right now, I can definitely see him thriving in the engineering field because from a very young age, since I've known him, he's been tinkering and breaking things down and building them back up. I remember the first thing he built was a go-kart, I mean, a functional go-kart. Um, and he has always just kind of mesmerized me with that. And the good thing about homeschooling was that he wasn't stuck in a classroom. Um, I'm again, listeners, I'm not bad mouthing the system. I'm just saying the the benefits that can be derived from homeschooling. So Jarek, from a very early age, was able to tap into what he was naturally inclined to do. Um, and he has just continued continued to do so many different things. I mean, yesterday you were sharing with me how he basically repairs almost all of your small and major appliances at home. That is correct. He has actually taken, taken apart. If something isn't working, um, I figure he might as well try it because if it's not working and it's not going to keep working, then he might as well gain the experience. Exactly. If he can get it What's working, then that benefits me. Yes. Yeah, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. So basically, when you told us about your family, you kind of segued into your homeschooling journey, which is fine. Um, What are some of the challenges you may have faced? I mean, because I don't want people to walk away from listening to the podcast um, episodes and thinking, oh, this just sounds like all bells and whistles. We do have challenges. Um, Any homeschooling mom or dad can tell you we do face some challenges. You care to share any of the challenges that you have faced along your journey, Barbara? I would say that one of the challenges in the early days was um, the need to connect with other people for support. And so for me as an adult, as a parent, as a mom, as a homeschooler mom, I needed the support from somebody else. And uh, within that first year and a half when I was homeschooling, I was brought into communication with the Bernadette who you spoke of earlier and the homeschool group that began um, from which birthed the homeschool association. And that support group was very significant in the early days. That would be one challenge. Um, The second challenge I would say is my children's um, desire to be integrated in various um, activities and so uh, we sought out and one and it, it ends up being a challenge but also a blessing because we sought out opportunities for them to interact uh, socially and uh, build relationships and so that homeschooling group that we came became a part of that I was able to gain support 
also provided um, other children for my friend for my children to interact with and develop relationships with. We also chose to put our children in music lessons and sports activities, football and swimming for us, um, so that they were not only physically active, but they were able to integrate in various settings and get to know different children, build relationships, um, also identify with people of different ages, which was very beneficial. Right. So we can go basically right into that common myth that homeschoolers are awkward or they're freaks or they lack socialization opportunities. We can basically dispel that myth right now. Like I keep telling my listeners, once you as a parent have decided to homeschool your children, you therefore then have to create opportunities, which you have done, I have done, and all the other homeschoolers that I know have done, where the children will get to interact with children of their own age group, their own peers, as well as those older and those younger, which is what I loved about our homeschool group, because the children didn't just interact with their own peers, which is basically what school does. You basically sit in a room of your peers, children at the same level that you are at, and that's what we all call socialization. You know, that's what the world is saying that we are depriving the children of. But I think we have a leg up on the world in that our children are not only socialized among their peers, but they're socialized with children much older than they are, as well as children much younger than they are. And to me, that's reality because in the world, we don't only work with people in our own age group. We work with people from different varying ages and stages in life. And so to me, in my own humble opinion, I think we actually socialize or create better social opportunities for our children than the conventional classroom. I totally agree with that. Um, Nowadays, when people ask me, well, what about socialization? I almost laugh because (laughs) my children have had so many opportunities to interact with people of differing ages. And I heard somebody speak on it once and they said um, the, the current, what the world would consider norm system is to stick your child in a classroom with 20, 30 other kids exactly the same age for eight, nine hours a day. And that's supposed to provide socialization. Well, it's kind of a false sense because um, my children and as yours have had the opportunity, have been able to interact with people of all different ages from babies all the way up to senior. And they have had exposure um, to various aspects of life and life skills through their um, opportunities. And as the parents, we have the opportunity then to give them guidance into different ways that they can interact. And so it ends up being a wonderful opportunity. But the, the, the myth that your children end up being freaks or nerds or whatever really would point back to how the parents choose to provide opportunities for their children. If you keep your kids at home and never take them out and they're all they're doing is studying, 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 um, then they're going to lack some of those skills. But if you provide those opportunities for them, they will blossom into the young people that they really need to be. Exactly. And Barbara, let me just make the point in case it was missed, but missed. Barbara actually homeschooled her children all the way through secondary school or high school. When she talked about them graduating from high school, they graduated from high school right here in her home, in her living room, around her dining room table, wherever in her house. She homeschooled them. She provided what we call parent generated high school transcripts because her kids, they went to the U.S. She has three of them right now out of her four three of them right now in the U.S. in universities studying 
and it was fine you know um when I was thinking of homeschooling all the way through secondary school, because the first book I ever read on homeschooling was given to me that, by that teacher that I was working with who exposed me to the idea, who introduced me to the whole idea and the concept of it. And the first book I ever read was called Homeschooling All the Way Through High School. And of course, I'm now learning about this thing. So, even, so to even think that one could even homeschool all the way through secondary school or high school was a, a mammoth task to me. But I marvel that God had put things in place from so early on that he had already called me to do this. And so the only reason why I felt pretty much cornered and like I had no other choice but to put our firstborn back into the system. So he went back into the local system in Form 4 um, was because I had no experience, one. You were the only other parent that I knew that was homeschooling through secondary school. But my my whole argument was, well, Barbara has, she has options. She's Canadian. Her kids are, you know, they're, they're living up, they can go across there. And But what options do I have for my children? You know, and um, so that's the reason why I put Matthew back in. And, you know, listeners, at some point in time, you will hear from my children, right? So you're not hearing me singing all these praises about homeschooling. You get to hear from them. I'm not going to coach them with the answers. I'm going to just talk to them and have them you know interview them and have them speak to you exactly what their thoughts were on being homeschooled through secondary school or just generally and yeah that to me was amazing that these very well-known universities abroad have no issue with homeschooling at all and they clamor as i tell people they actually fight to get homeschool students the reason being they are so they're independent learners they're self-motivated I mean, Barbara, you know some of the pluses that we, our homeschool children, you know, experience when they are brought. Can you share a couple of them with us besides the fact that they're so driven and everything? Yes. Well, that actually would bring me to my second point where you asked about myths. And my mm-hmm. second myth really is that homeschool kids are not prepared to go into university or higher level kinds of learning and that right there um, what you have just described really uh, gives the antidote to the myth Uh, children can be prepared and it doesn't have to be even through the original system of doing CSEC or A levels exams in the Caribbean Um, there are different ways to go about it now in the beginning as Nikki mentioned I'm Canadian and Trinidadian and so our we were looking at options for our kids to either go to Trinidad or Canada as God would have it God showed our children specifically where they were to study and we never dreamed it would be in the states but that was God's plan and so um, basically if you are homeschooling your children through high school you have the option to put together some type of record resume uh, transcript whatever you want to call it that demonstrates or outlines what they have done through their high school career. When my children expressed the desire to go to particular schools in the U.S., then I went online and I found a template for a high school transcript and that was available. And I put in what my kids had done for their last four, previous four years. And when they call that a parent-generated transcript, you can do it in a Canadian system, you can do it a la Uh, Trinidadian system to record specifically what they have accomplished in those last few years whether it's three or four or five years that puts together kind of a basis for what they have studied and then depending on where they're at that some schools require an entrance exam some schools require um, the US usually requires the ACT or SAT 
Um, but there are different ways that you can uh, accomplish this. Um, I do know that there have been homeschool students that have been able to apply and successfully enter USC and cost that internet ad. I'm not sure what the system is for UTT or, or UE, but um, I'm sure that if not already, that there will be homeschool students that will go in and need to find out how they can get into those schools. Um, and as Nikki mentioned, the, as you mentioned, Nikki, there are schools in the U.S. that are clamoring for homeschool students. Yeah. They have a, an independent ability to study, to study well. They also are usually very socially outgoing and want to be involved in whether and it's... Confidence. Um, and confidence. Yes. Because they didn't they have, have to back with years of, of bullying or peer pressure, that kind of thing. So they basically, within their, as I was mentioning, their adolescent stage and phase where they're most volatile, having their parent there being their number one fan and supporting them and helping them through those grappling years where they're trying to find themselves, it ends up in them being very confident individuals. So they don't really, I mean, they would really fall prey to the things, you know, that are out there. Very real. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they usually have very good public speaking skills. Yes. Um, even those who are shy are able to write something that they can present. Um, they are able to integrate, whether it's student government, whether it's social issues, whether it's um, peer relationships, all of those kinds of things. They tend to be very well equipped to handle when they go to university. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the only reason why, as I said, was because our local tertiary level institutions, they still were not, they hadn't caught up as yet. And so they were still telling me, no, 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 they need to have five, at least five levels to be able to enter. And as I said, mm -hmm. because I felt like there was no one who had gone before me as a local doing this thing. Um, I was like, okay, well, I have no choice. And that's why I put my son back in. But God would have it that with by the time my second son came around, you know, everything just worked out beautifully. Yes, he did do the, the CSEC examinations. He basically did it on his own. But that's another story we'll talk about at some other point. But he basically did yeah. it on his own. And he was accepted and he has been doing phenomenally well at Costat. Um, USC, they also accept. They have a, a means by which they would accept homeschool students. So that is great. Um, okay. Um, biggest blooper. <laughs> what has been your biggest blooper or fail, quote unquote fail? Um, because I know everything is a, is, a, is a lesson, things that you can learn from it. So it's not really a fail. But, you know. but what would you say is your biggest blooper um, during your homeschooling journey? That was a tough one. I know that you had asked me about that, Nick. Um, I really have had a hard time coming up with something that I would say would be a biggest blooper. I'm, we may have discussed that at another, in another session because um, I know there are things that I would have done, but in thinking back at this particular time, I wasn't coming up with something. Oh, no, and that's I fine. Do, there are things, things that I've learned. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. The bloopers may have been lessons, so we wouldn't even look at them. You see, it's all about perspective. We may mm -hmm. think it's a but it's all a matter of how do you deal with it and what do you learn from it coming from you know going forward so that is absolutely fine that's absolutely fine um so barbara i don't know i don't think you mentioned it before in fact you didn't but you're a missionary right you are here yes. you're working at a college um that means you're working <laughs> yes you are working. so how were you able to fit homeschooling in while still keeping up with all your college courses and lecturing and everything that you're doing? How did you do it? I'm asking the question because there are people out there who think they can't homeschool 
um, because they have to have a second income in the family. If they happen to be a single parent, uh, they need to earn a living by which they can support their child or children. Even though they know that the school system is not necessarily giving their child everything that he or she needs, they feel almost helpless. They want to do this. They're seeing the benefits of it, but they feel like they can't do it because they absolutely have to work. How did you make it work? Well, I think that is one of the beauties of homeschooling is the flexibility. And you, as a parent, have to decide how flexible you're going to be and how you're going to make it work for you and your family. And uh, there are definitely things that were very significant uh, and helpful for me was fitting it all in. Uh, you have to be a wife. You have to be uh, to be an employee. If you have a job, you have to be a teacher. If you're teaching your children, you also have responsibilities of cooking and keeping up the house and making sure there's groceries in the cupboard and those kinds of things. And so I definitely had to be very organized. I had to um, put together a schedule and I would spend a few days before the term started putting together a schedule, figuring out how things were going to work. Once I had that schedule, I planned, and again, the beauty of homeschooling is you don't have to have your kids sitting down doing quote unquote book work for eight hours a day. And I learned very quickly from when my kids were really little that the morning time my kids could basically get, and as yeah. they more time self mode in the afternoon, or if they chose in the evening. Most school work late at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, last child sometimes chooses to take a break in the afternoon and then come back and do some in the evening. And so it really, you can work with your children depending on when their time is best. My last child does wonderful work early early in the morning so he likes to get up and he does really well then his brain is fresh and then he's able to come back to it sometimes later in the evening and do well um, so you can determine you can also determine according to your work schedule if you work in the mornings and you come home then your child can do some school work with you in the afternoon or you can leave some work with them and come back and check it and go over it with them um, so that is one of the beauties of homeschooling is the flexibility. You have to figure out how you're going, what your time schedule is going to be when your children are most um, apt to be good workers. Uh, the second thing is the importance of teamwork. If you have a spouse, you have to work together with your spouse. Um, that is essential. And uh, to discuss about how it can work of you are working then both of you need to be actively engaged at home um, if one of you does the majority of the schoolwork, then the other one um, can be willing to pick up some of the slack whether it's cooking or laundry or whatever it happens to be if you decide that one person is really strong in the mass and the other person is really strong in the languages then you share some of the schoolwork load it's different for every family but it's very very valuable to have that element of teamwork Thirdly, the importance ends, as I mentioned earlier, um, it, it's really almost necessary to have other people that you can bounce ideas off. You know, um, people ask me, what curriculum to, did you use? How did you know what to use? Now there is a myriad of <laughs> different curricula to use, and it's so hard 
to figure out, okay, what's going to be best. And your best resource for that is to talk to other parents who are doing it. Find out what works for them. Find out what works for their particular. Some parents will use one thing for one child and something else for the other two and vice different ways. But try different things. And if it's not working, switch it. Um, find what will work best for your child and their learning style. And so get that, gain that support from other people. Also the support of, yes, we're in this together. So other friends that are homeschooling, um, lift each other up, encourage each other, say, yes, you can do it. Cause we all will have days when we say, oh, why am I putting myself through this torture? <laughs> That's just the, the nature of it. Sometimes you just think my kids are going crazy. Am I destroying them forever? But in reality, it's the ebb and flow um and so you need that support of other people that will come in and speak truth into your life and speak words of encouragement and lastly um the benefits of your children being able to study and learn to their strengths and you mentioned it earlier um nikki when you mentioned about my youngest child always tinkering and wanting to do things he said to me the other day um I am so glad I get to homeschool because I wouldn't be able to do all of this in, in the public school. Where his natural naturally is, exactly. Where his natural yes. inclination is, exactly. And so as you watch your children from young, you will see their interest in different particular areas. And so you start to provide more opportunities for that. They will naturally take more time on that. I had one who was totally into music and art and they spent the majority of time on that because they knew they that's where they were going into somebody else needed the sciences and maths doesn't mean they didn't do what they needed to do but they had more time to put into that and to develop those skills and they really thrived in that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then of course you had one who's very much into football who is actually benefiting from his love of football right now so yes because he got a football scholarship to go to university yes Exactly, you know. So obviously, I'm sure the, the, the listeners can figure out which child was in, interested in what. So her firstborn, he was very interested in sciences and stuff. So that's the one that's going into medicine. Uh, the yes. second one, her first and only girl, very much into music. She's doing music as a major, right? Yes. He does um, what do you call these? This um, oh gosh, that thing that they do with poetry. I can't remember right now. I'm thinking poetry slam, but spoken word, spoken, spoken word. word fantastic at that and then she's also so musically gifted she plays the violin she plays the piano she does the, the guitar as well if i'm not mistaken she's just absolutely amazing and she can sing okay and then of course you have her yes. third son who loved football would eat sleep and breathe football <laughs> and now he because he didn't have to do and she she just gave them the opportunity to function where they were naturally inclined to or where they would thrive and he literally got a football scholarship and he's in university abroad right now benefiting from his passion. I look forward to great things for Jarek because he was one in particular that I saw grow. I saw, I mean, when I first met Jarek, we're talking about 11 years. So Jarek was five years when I first met him and he was already doing so many things with his hands. And, you know, it's just amazing. And it really brings home the point, as you mentioned it, Gifted Hands, the workshop series that I'm doing right now. Because I keep telling parents, life is more than academics. And while I understand that not every parent may be able to homeschool, I think many can, but I think many will not be able to for various reasons. It's fine. But give the children opportunities outside of academics. And I'm not talking about 
opportunities where you live vicariously through the child where well you always wanted to be a dancer or you always wanted this particular sport and you push them in that particular in that particular field i'm telling them to give them opportunities to do things to learn life skills you know when i did the culinary arts gifted hands um, workshop i was amazed at how many children came i had to do two sessions and that workshop was actually a suggestion made by a couple of the teens that attended one of my workshops from many many years ago well, not many years a couple years before and then it was echoed again and again every time i would give them the evaluation cards and i asked them what future workshops would you be looking forward to attending and cooking and sewing and baking would always be among the list of of of, of workshops and i'd be like but aren't parents doing these things with their children but when i think about it most parents are so busy just trying to keep their head above the water. As you mentioned, traffic, two hours in traffic going and two hours in traffic coming, working hard, then coming back, have to deal with the children with schoolwork and homework and all the different things, the basic things that children need to learn. And I'm seeing employers talking about it, basic skills. They have people coming in and they don't even know how to do it, how to operate simple machines and how to, you know, do certain things. Operate. It's just amazing. But Bob, yes. I just want to thank you so much for your time. Um, I really do appreciate you taking the time to share with us uh, all that you just shared with us. And from what I'm seeing, based on um, the analytics and everything on Anchor, the, the podcast is being listened to in the U.S. through the Caribbean and, of course, here in Trinidad. The majority of the listeners are here in Trinidad, but it's being heard in different parts of the world. So your story may have just impacted somebody's life you just don't know. Right, so I want to thank you again for sharing and all God's best to your family, especially for this new year going forward. Um, and keep up the really fantastic work. Thank you so much, Nikki. It was a privilege to be on with you, and I trust things continue to go well with you and your homeschooling journey. Okay, great, honey. Thanks again. We'll chat soon. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. This podcast is sponsored by Daughters of the King Boutique, where you can get designer dresses, shoes, and accessories without that dreaded designer price tag. And Made in His Image Consultancy Services, both on Facebook. Through this platform, you, the listener, can share your thoughts and ideas. Do you have a question or comment? Feel free to drop me a line, or better yet, leave me a voice note. I would love to hear from you.